You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcasts, you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that's full of a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into other nerdy topics we all love to frolic about in our free time. The Batman Book Club is also a proud member of Patreon. Uh, If you like what you hear with the show and you want to help support the show, help keep the generators running in the Wayne Manor study, you can do that. Patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Now, thank you for listening to episode number 93, Batman Spider-Man crossovers. Now joining me is a familiar voice. You've heard him a lot in uh, the podcasting world. He is one third of the Vigilante 1939 podcast. He's also a third of the Italians for Spider-Man and he is a Kristen Stewart mega fan. It is Mr. Oh, no. Nico Caruso. Nico, welcome back to the show, my friend. <laughs> I'm honored to be here talking about these <laughs> stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm honored to return, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. And yes, you're sir. right, I have been, um, I'm going to use the word anointed. I have been <laughs> anointed into the Kristen Stewart fandom since around uh, November of this year. You've been crowned. You know, I have. You're part I of have. Kristen Stewart royalty now. So congratulations. Have, her fans love me. <laughs> they love us. They've been actually tuning into the visual ante all of a sudden. We've gotten some Kristen Stewart accounts following us. Um, yeah. They've been very supportive on TikTok. So you know what? It feels good. They're a lot more kind to me than the Lady Gaga fans were. Uh, they do not like uh, me. The, the Kristen Stewart fans do like me. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the horses. As there they you say. go. Yeah. <laughs> good. T- bring in the supporters, you know, and I don't know to what degree, but I felt a similar type thing when the long Halloween uh, movies came out because Mm -hmm. I was just talking about that movie all the time. I got a bunch of, there's a ton of Jensen Ackles fan accounts on Twitter and really, uh, yeah, they started following the show. So (laughs) yeah, I was like, Hey, I love Jensen Ackles. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Welcome aboard. Come on. God bless that stand. Twitter can be (laughs) really powerful, dude. It could be really powerful. We're just here to have fun and talk Batman and Jensen's a good Batman. So, Hey, thanks. Absolutely. Uh, It's awesome. Before we get to, Oh my gosh, it's almost been like exactly a year since you've been on this show. I I think so. I think it's been close. Yeah. You and uh, daddy Batman who uh, is unable to join us tonight. We're with you, sir. I hope we make you proud. Um, you were on a year ago to do uh, I, I believe it was detective comics and i did not look this up 725 726 yes sir man you got it that's awesome look uh, at this that's how you know he's a great host <laughs> and the best batman librarian yeah. of I'm all trying, time i'm trying to keep track uh don't ask me which episode number because that i do forget. no i I, but, <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> it's been too long since you guys have been back uh but let me ask because i asked you guys as uh, favorite batman story then before we dive into the crossover stuff now since we already heard that i just want to ask you quick what's some some batman stuff you've been reading lately as we yeah, up oh. to the batman oh great question um so i really like the imposter i really like jeff 
Jeff Lemire's Robin and Batman. Yeah. Um, I read One Dark Knight, the first part. Yeah. Um, and then I am still catching up on the main title and the detective stuff. I'm caught up on the main Batman title. I'm still uh, working my way back through detective comics. Those kind of piled up because I yeah. read Amazing Spider-Man as well. Sure. That's three times a month. And we talk about that with Pete a lot on the Italian Spidey show. And then I read a lot of other stuff too. But so it's mainly those, uh, it's mainly the limited series for Batman I've been reading, which uh, those were two really good ones at the same time, yeah. uh, Robin and Batman and the imposter and the imposter actually, you know, is from uh, Tomlin who co-wrote the Batman film coming out. So it was cool to see a taste of what, this Gotham city we're going to see in mm-hmm. just under a month. Yeah. And that detective comics, it's that piled up fast because it's a weekly 12 part series, it, which Pete it, is a typing machine, getting those reviews out. To I, on God film. Bless so, uh, yeah, we're talking about those. We'll be talking about, uh, we talked about the first four parts in January and then, yeah, the next episode will be Pete and I'll break down the next, the next four, but uh, yeah, the, the Batman, title itself josh williamson um i've loved that it started off strong i i loved that um we'll see if it sticks the landing the next issue is to to end that arc before it goes into an event and i've i've really liked it um i think pretty positive word of mouth from others too oh yeah i've i've seen more positive than negative for it and Williamson is one of the strongest writers for DC right now, in my opinion, yeah. mm-hmm. um, especially the last few years too. So when he was announced to take over, I, I wasn't worried. And so far he's delivered pretty well. And uh, let's see how this event's going to be. Cause sometimes the events can be hit or miss when you have all these other t- stories uh, yeah. crossing over. So it didn't it get me excited, but that's okay too. Cause maybe that means I'll read it and I'll get blown away. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Optimistic over here, but I know what I did like uh, these Batman Spider-Man crossover issues. So let's talk a little yes, Batman please. and Spider-Man. So Nico, before we get into both of these issues, we're going to talk about, about them uh, one at a time. Uh, what, and this usually comes later on, but I'm going to ask now, like what made you decide these were what you wanted to talk about? So it's funny. So when me and my dad, who is supposed to be on with us, unfortunately he can't, but, um, he's with us in spirit and we're going to make him proud here. Um, (laughs) these are, these are stories that we love. And that I love because these are two of my favorite characters ever with Spider-Man being my number one favorite character ever with, with Batman being a super close number two, I have like the flash maybe in between them or tied with Batman, but these are my two favorite characters ever. And um, my dad and I like to go like find like the hidden gems, like mm-hmm. what we did a year ago with you, which, you know, doesn't always, I feel like people are always looking for like the big stories, but we like to show people the little Great. hidden gems. Yeah. And um, when you did reach out to us, when we talked about, doing this again we were in the middle of the spider-man no way home hoopla Mm -hmm. um which made me dig these out and we kind of took a shot in the dark and thought hey it might be cool because spider-man's gonna be riding hot at least until march right when the madman comes out so why not 
pick these two stories where these two legends, where these two Titans come together. And um, so that was really the mindset behind it uh, is I've asked a lot of people. I feel like a lot of, a lot of people I know who read comics don't know these exist. And I don't know why they're not bigger than they are. Cause spoiler alert, I really like them both. And I, and I actually think they are two really strong stories with these two characters and how they work together. So um I want, we, we wanted to not only talk about them, but maybe show members of your audience who don't know these exist to go out and read them. That's a, that's a good plan. And I mean, we're talking about these on the heels of the announcement that the JLA Avengers crossover Mm -hmm. story is going to be reprinted uh, with proceeds going to the uh, hero initiative. I believe Yes. Yes. George Perez's, um mm-hmm. foundation it's all in, in honor of him uh that that's going to be happening in march and i mean maybe that will pave the way for some of these other stories but i know that had a direct link because it was illustrated by perez uh and so yeah in these books i don't know because uh actually last year last january uh Paul Herman was on and we did the Punisher Batman crossover books. And yeah. I know we talked about that quite a bit and I hadn't realized that there were so many crossover stories. So many. And that Batman has quite a few too. And yeah, I want to read all of them and I yep. want all of them. And so I just kind of feel now it's I mean, the announcement of the JLA Avengers one being reprinted is really surprising because considering where, you know, where Marvel and DC is now compared to the nineties and yeah. 2003 when the jla avenger story was done it's like oh the ips are so valuable now that so surprising of the recent announcement i hope these other ones will get reprinted and stuff but we're going to talk first uh spider-man and batman Mm -hmm. uh quote-unquote disordered minds yes written by jm and i meant to look this up dematis or dematis I, I I go back and forth with it too, which is ironic because he wrote my favorite Spidey story ever in uh, Craven's Last Hunt, and I ah. still don't know how to say his name, but um, you're fine. I okay. just say J-M-D. JMD. I say JMD. <laughs> JMD. I love it. Okay, written by JMD, uh, illustrated by Mark Bagley. It was released physically in 1995. Uh, it was collected in a trade of the mm-hmm. Marvel DC Collection Volume Three. Uh, it is that is all of it is hard to find it is you're gonna pay a nice penny to to read these uh i think i know the answer to this but nico which version did you read for this this episode i have two i have the trade i have the trade that my dad actually got in 1995 um the the physical issue like the yes sir the special okay oh yeah yeah sorry the remove from the trade yes okay there you go absolutely and uh it's awesome. cool it has like a i don't know what to call it the covers like um like the two the title and the two characters are kind of like elevated off the page it's not 3d Ooh. right or or you is can, that what you can called? feel like if you run yeah. your hand across mm-hmm. you can feel them pop out a little bit yeah oh, yep. cool. feeling them pop out a little bit which is uh cool and was very appealing to me as a youngin when i read this <laughs> for the first time as a youngin uh very cool uh now do you remember when you first read? I'm reading this. It's on my iPad. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say. So when did you first read Spider-Man and Batman? So actually, yeah. So it's cool. So I remember because I read this one before the 
second one we got that one later but mm-hmm. this one i remember reading um and i and i actually do remember because my mind was blown i was so young it's when i first started getting in the comics like officially so i fell in love with uh spider-man with the first sam raimi film in 2002 followed yeah. by the 90s animated series mm-hmm. and then i really fell in love with batman um right around batman begins and i went back with my dad and watched the animated series and then like justice league and justice league unlimited was happening at the time. So when I started reading comics, um, I was reading Spider-Man stuff first, obviously. And then when the Batman stuff came into play, my dad goes, I have an issue where they're both together. And then he showed it to me. And then like, I was blown away and I'm like, Oh, it's cool because my understanding was they're not supposed to cross over. Right. Mm-hmm. And as a child, I like, Oh, like I would have action figures and play with the two of them together. And now I could read the two of them together. So I was probably like, it's probably like 2005, six, I was probably like 11 or 12. Nice. And then I read it, like not really knowing what, what was going on at that age. And then I would read these over time and now I get them way more, but I do remember when he showed it to me, um, because it blew my mind. Like I said, it was cool to like feel the cover and feel it like coming off mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, I actually just read this for the first time. Oh, I love for this. this okay, cool. For cool. this episode, oh, because I was given a bunch of digital versions of comics. So before they really started collecting the trades, like the Batman Chronicles. Um, yeah before those even came out it was hard to get a hold of a sequential order of comics so i was getting some of those and in that this was thrown in there i think but i never read it and then i think i just deleted them because i didn't like having that kind of stuff and yeah and then i realized that you can't find these and i was fortunate somehow which it's not so uncommon to i guess to come across the batman punisher uh, issues, but it shouldn't su- surprise me either that I can't have that kind of luck with these Batman Spider-Man crossovers. Mm. So yeah, I just read these the other day, and uh, I mean, well, in talking about this one, I like this one. I liked it. Mm. I liked them both. I thought that they were yeah. that they were fun. I think the and it's kind of I I mean it's funny and ironic because this first one I thought the art felt pretty nineties. And it felt Graham Nolan. Yeah. It's actually funny considering the second one that we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> by Graham Nolan. But this first one, I had no idea. Um, you know, I saw Mark Bagley, who I can't think of other stuff that he's drawn, but the name's familiar. He's all spot. He's, I mainly know him just because of Spidey. He did Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Spider-Man um, a, lot, a lot. Okay. He did all of ultimate and he's done them a lot he's 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 probably he's in my top three favorite spidey artists ever oh nice okay mm-hmm. uh very cool so the story you know the subtitle is you know disordered minds um and i think that is the the foundation of this whole 50 mm-hmm. pages it's all mind stuff you know you have i mean it's we, we're introduced to each character so this one also i should say it says Stan Lee presents. So this one, Spider-Man and Batman is a Marvel published mm-hmm. book. And it's, so it starts off and it would only make sense too that we start off with Spider-Man first, but we get him having a nightmare of uncle Ben being murdered. And then we get 
I mean, there's two pages and he suits up and, and leaves the bed of Mary Jane Parker and dressed up as Spidey, he's out on the city. And then we go to Bruce who's having a nightmare of when Joe Chill kills his parents. And then he wakes up um, and jump, and he gets suited up as Batman and he's out. Now, something that was said in here and my Spidey knowledge in comics is not uh, as extensive as yours. Mm-hmm. Um, your dad's Pete's in here it sounds like he says there was a there was a home invasion yeah there's That's there's versions accurate? of that okay the, there's versions of that yeah because I know part of it that I can definitely think is canon is just what I've seen in the movies yeah twice in live action that uh how Uncle Ben was killed and so yeah I, that to me stood out right away I was like oh a home invasion somebody broke in huh I hadn't I hadn't heard that one yet before mm-hmm. uh I should mention too that the the killer in spider in peter's nightmare ends up becoming joker yep and so then let's, first, yeah let's go ahead and do that yeah and then yeah then it seems like there's carnage as bruce's which is mm-hmm. interesting to me because then it is like and i don't need it explained but it's like how do they know each other exists but i do i kind of like that they just they end up uh they end up in gotham i think right both yeah. are Spider-Man and Batman. They're, everybody ends up in Gotham. I love that that just kind of happens. It's not like, so do I. are you? Wait, who are you? Well, I'm from the Marvel Universe. Well, I'm from, you know <laughs> what I mean? Of like, where's Gotham? It's just like, no, Gotham's on the map. It's close to New York. Everybody's here. Let's and go. it's a cool, and <laughs> it's a really cool, simple way of getting to the point and just respecting the legendary nature of both these two characters, right? Is let's yeah, not yeah. create this big thing that's putting them together let's just have it be these are the two heroes that exist in the world and they Mm -hmm. just end up with each other. And I actually think that's perfect because, and I also think using carnage and the Joker as the two villains in here are perfect. That's a perfect pairing because while I would argue, I mean, I do, I mean, I think it's correct to say that the Joker is Batman's greatest villain. Carnage is not, spider-man's greatest villain but when you think about what the joker is like that pure chaos pure evil Mm -hmm. to carnage is that for peter and to put these two absolutely obsessed bloodthirsty characters together very sadistic creepy and in some ways they're both each other the joker loves to create carnage and and carnage in in and of itself at times does feel like the joker in terms of how unpredictable he can be mm-hmm. so i think having these two be the threat for our main heroes here is a great choice i agree yeah they match up pretty well um man something that you said so we both like the they're i'm spider-man i'm batman all right let's we're going after the bad guys mm-hmm. do you think if that's presented these days in a new story, like, because I think, uh, I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people say that we're in a, the audiences are smarter. Now there's a lot more dissection of everything in media. Now, do you think that would fly the here in 2022? I'll be honest. I do, but only with certain characters it would. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think like the way I feel reading this, I think most fans of both characters will feel the same way as it doesn't matter. Just put them together. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I know you'll have 
your subsection is like, well, wait, how do how do these universes collide? Excuse me, uh, how, how is somebody <laughs> from New York City in Gotham? Is it isn't Batman like? Yeah. Or people would be like, of course he would know there's a multiverse or whatever. Nah, like they're two of the goats. So just let yeah. them be like, hey, hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm, I'm reading this in 2022 for the first time and I went with it. I didn't need right? some kind of it. explanation. It's just that's that's how it is. And I'm I'm totally cool with it. I, I do stand out shots instantly are of each hero when they go out mm-hmm. on the night right here at the beginning of, of Spider-Man swinging that. That suit, those colors, they pop. They look oh, great. Pop. Oh, it's perfect, man. And then a couple pages later, the same thing for Batman. That mm-hmm. that yellow oval, hashtag team yellow oval. Hashtag team yellow oval. That looks great. So, I mean, right, it had me right there. And I, going into this, I don't know anything about what the story is. I just know Batman okay, and Spider-Man okay. are together. That's how these Marvel, when I start visiting these and tracking down these Marvel DC crossover books, that's how it is. I don't know the setups. I love it. So, I do. I mean, at this at this point, it's like, you know, we're almost like 10 pages in. And so you get the quick Spidey introduction, you get the quick Batman introduction, and then you hop right to Cletus. Mm-hmm. Cletus Cassidy. Carnage. Who, which I haven't seen the second Venom movie yet. So I don't know if you think Woody Harrelson does this perfect Cletus I Cassidy thought, impression. <laughs> I thought he did a good job for what right. the movie set up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, but some some side characters here that play into it, obviously Cletus Cassidy, Joker, Dr. Kafka, and Cassandra Breyer. So the setup in being there's there's like a under Dr. Kafka, uh, she's trying to what do you want to say, help cure Cletus and all that. And time and again, it's just the methods aren't working. Um, so bring in this Cassandra Breyer, who has this whole idea of a chip to be inserted mm-hmm. in his brain that will that will cure him. Mm-hmm. Uh, on paper, of course, the do the ends justify the means? Yes, but then also in reality, thinking about that, that there's something that just both Peter and Doctor Kafka, which I keep wanting to say, Kitka, <laughs> Kitka, <laughs> Kitka, uh, they feel like this isn't okay. What do you think about this as kind of the the plot device here? I think it's a cool I think it's a cool plot device because it we I think we as a society um we live in a society but yeah, we as a society I was going to I could not say it. I could not say it. I could not say it. Um we as a society I do feel like and this is probably like I'm like projecting too much, but this is just how I, how I take the story, right? The floor is yours. Is I do feel like, and this line is in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the film. And I, and I agree with it is I think we're, and not you and me, not, but maybe the world as a whole, I'm saying like the Royal, we, we are obsessed with serial killers and we are pretty, pretty fascinated with them, which is why they're studied and there's millions of documentaries and we're always trying to figure out why, like what could make them do what they do. And I think um, we see that in here of these scientists trying to be like, Hey, if we can figure out how to cure these crazy people, right. Mm -hmm. We can figure out how to do that. Well, if, if we could cure this unbelievably disgusting person, carnage, this ultimate evil, if we could cure that, we could cure other people who are in, you know, Arkham Asylum and the raft and all these 
things. And at the same time, you still have your heroes doubting that, like, mm, I don't, I don't know, like, can, can we afford to just say they're cured and put them back out there? Can we trust them? So I think it, 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 it plays into the idea how fascinated we are with the minds of serial killers and how we yeah. just want to understand them. But sometimes there's, there's, there's nothing on their stand because if we allow them even the 1% chance to coexist, who's to say they will not repeat what mm-hmm. they've done. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I liked it. I thought that it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it started to, not that I was oh so smart. It, it just at this point, we've already seen the Joker. So you just think of like, okay, is Joker Joker's coming. That makes it feel like, okay, I'm feeling the Joker's going to really make sense being yeah. included in this story in which then you know they're following similar okay in new york spider-man and carnage takes him down gonna do this experiment now we go to gotham batman takes down joker mm-hmm. <laughs> ironic the like reading this now in 2022 joker is gonna spread a virus through bats yeah. a, little too, <laughs> a little too close to home these days you know uh, very um, close to home interesting uh way to go gmd predicted the future a heads up would have been nice but whatever but it takes him to arkham in which uh also shout out jmd i'm drawing this arkham asylum i just love that look of arkham yeah. but you've got dr kafka and cassandra Breyer there with jeremiah arkham and they're talking about the joker and talking about we just did this with cletus it uh it just makes me laugh. We did it with Cletus. <laughs> we did it with Carnage. Let's just say that sounds better. Uh, we did this with Carnage and it worked. Let's try it on Joker because you're what you're doing right now, like it's not working. So we need to do and uh Jeremiah Arkham's all about it, you know. Yeah. And so they do they conduct the experiments, the trial, whatever you want to call it, on the Joker too, present present it in front of the media. Uh and then, and I know I'm just taking us through, so chime in whenever you want, but then on their transportation, Carnage turns back into Carnage, mm-hmm. and it's because the symbiote, like, it, it got up in his brain, and it, mm-hmm. and it Dude, broke up the ship. It's, uh, they were, they were naive to think the ship could inhibit the symbiote. No, that thing has a mind of its own, that is just a much of the as much of the carnage as Cletus is and no man it comes right back out and says no 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 Mm -hmm. no 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 and now I'm in the car with someone I admire right that you find out carnage which that's where it really elevates for me is carnage this ultimate evil has this role model like oh I've admired you I've studied you like now we're together and we can wreak this havoc together and you know, the Joker, what better than the Joker to have a pal, right? He's yeah. always trying to do things on his own. And now he sees like his ultimate ally. So that was cool to see this, even though it's temporary, this um, com- this camaraderie between these two maniacs just to be like, <laughs> oh, I love it. And then I love how he puts his symbiote like through the Joker's nose to help short out that chip too. And, uh, and to bring that clown prince of cl- uh, crime back. So it's, it's, it's very, it's, I thought I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great. I like when Joker's still "quote unquote" cured and in that limo that they're transferring. He's like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no. like yeah. I just read it very much like, "Oh jeepers," you know. So yeah, whatever. yeah. And I thought that that was that that was funny, but of course that's them breaking out 
is where Batman and Spider-Man finally come together, um, which is great. And I, and I mean, we'll just skip to, like you said, when Joker is back to being the Joker, which anything illustrated, animated, whatever, like going up the nose and you know, it's going deep. You can feel it, you know? Oh, oh, thank God it hurts. I had to watch <laughs> like my mirror got a COVID test and there in the early oh. times. And it did feel like, like, how how deep carnage is going is how me seeing that happen i felt like, yeah, <laughs> like seeing the ah! carnage test. yeah going carnage deep there too but it makes me laugh it also makes it i think is this the one yeah this it feels a it, it's telling of its time and how like this is where joker he says Joker compares himself to being like Orson Welles and Carnage is like David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, which that just made me laugh, but I understood what meaning at that point too is, you know, Joker wants the finesse. He loves the game and the mm-hmm. elegance with, with murder and Carnage is about Carnage. Just yeah. wanting to it. But Joker flash. doesn't want that. He wants to really kind of milk this. And we know that that's what, mm-hmm. that's what the Joker's all about. So I, I think that that keeps, joker very true to character yeah of that's how he is and so then he's so quick to write off the guy who basically just helped him get helped set him free Mm -hmm. but he's staying true to character on like the chaos and the madness and stuff and and i think that that i i really like that that aspect to it as well um but i mean back to this like spider-man and batman i i mean it it takes it's true it's true to both characters it's also if you look at it more this is the marvel published uh, crossover book so peter is just a little bit more heroic because batman's the stubborn one the one that will do it on yeah. his own get out of my mm-hmm. city and then mm-hmm. it's batman coming to terms in his cave looking up carnage and you know researching carnage and coming to the realization so i love it because uh it works and everything, but it's also like, I see what you're doing, Marvel. Yeah, I see Marvel. My spotty takes a little bit of the cake in this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, I'll allow it because it also includes Alfred, just a brief moment. And, yes, and yes. We get a flashback to, or we get uh, a quick shot of the old, like, 1940s Batmobile. Yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. I love that thing. It, I think, no, that wasn't the one. It was a similar kind of version used in three jokers i think that we got a spot it maybe it didn't have the bat head on the front but the the size the, the look of it, it was the shape was pretty similar and i think that was being really close to the killing jokes batmobile and that one too i thought was like mm-hmm. this one. so i just like that little batmobile i like a bat a bat cave shot oh so absolutely all that stuff That's worked stuff. for me so how about you i dude it was great i and i do agree with you at you're right because it it does feel both true to character, but a little bit of like the the Marvel card being played a little bit first. But I I do like a little bit of Batman's reluctance because sure. he is kind of always like I could do this on my own. And Peter's as heroic as he is, he can also be that annoying quippy guy who's like, "You need me. We got to do this." And then it kind of lets Batman come to terms with it. And I, one of my favorite whole one of my favorite things in this whole book is when they do come to terms and start working Mm -hmm. together just to see there's been a lot of people who ride shotgun in the Batmobile 
But yeah. come on, man. Just to see Spidey in there, just shooting the you-know-what with Batman. Yeah. And um, even the fact that he tries to make a joke about he was going to wait for Superman, and then Batman just gives him a look, and he's like, it was just a joke, sir. Sir. <laughs> like, yeah. like he, he finally is like, okay, that was one joke too far. Um, <laughs> just just classic. So just, just seeing Spidey in the Batmobile and – if I'm in Batman's mind, you know, something I would something that I put in my head cannon is in that moment after that joke, they still drive for a bit and our guy's sitting there and he's thinking about Spidey to his right and he's going, Oh, he kind of reminds me of Dick. He kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of the Flash <laughs> a little bit, right? Like all yeah. of these young kids with the costumes and heroism and the quips and that young eager cocky desire to be a hero so i just love that whole scene of them and the the batmobile so much and if for me for me reading it now i go these are two of my favorite characters like there couldn't be a more small perfect scene between the two of them like i that's why i i keep going back to like if you love these two characters like that batmobile scene at least to me is like everything <laughs> I'm like, I, oh, I, I think it. you bring up a good point that it, i hadn't really thought of it that much before uh it is in interior batmobile scenes mm-hmm. are usually brief but they're always they're always good they're always good. It, it's a little it's character development a lot of times mm-hmm. you know, and relationship building and such um so yeah i think that's that's a good point um Something that did bug me throughout this issue was definitely the many times that they used black uh, outlined sound effect um, mm. letter. You know, they out they outline. They don't color it in, and it just makes it kind of difficult to see. I fair point. But then they did yeah. it for. I mean, you get your thwip thwips all over, and like they're. The border that's in black, but yet the the text itself is white, so you can read that. And then there's yeah. a flap, which is in yellow, but it's clear to read. But then they use the black when it's on top of Carnage, who has a lot of yeah. black mixed in with this red. So it does it, it's it, it gets lost. Yeah, yeah. A little and then bit. It, it has that covering. So I'm thinking of the big fight at the end, and Batman's punching uh Carnage. And you're kind of missing a little bit of, of the symbiote coming off of his face. Yeah. It's got tower toe across it, but it's outlined. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you just kind of miss it. And I'm like, eh, a little bit of that is, eh, come on. Eh. Minor complaints. Minor complaint, but a very fair one. But yeah, it's a, just a little bit more distracting than uh, beneficial. So uh, yeah. And I mean, you get the classic fight. They work yep. together. Spider-Man fights Joker. Batman fights Carnage, which is great because how That's many times cool have we seen Spider-Man fight Carnage and Batman yep. fight Joker? And I love inclusion of Carnage and stuff because I haven't... Oh, it's been a while since I've seen those the animated series with him, but I Venom's the better character. Yes. Uh, however, you know, he's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah. Where I loved with Carnage of this guy is full on villain. Full, full villain. Given that like a, a more fierce um what do you want? 
maybe just just that more fierce symbiote mm-hmm. than venom and venom can venom kind of hold he holds back a little bit eddie brock holds back with him whereas cleese yes. himself is a serial killer mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. <laughs> no holds barred weapon yeah his hand so yep. I, I do love that of and like you said at the beginning of this conversation of the matchup of him and joker just makes a lot of sense too so absolutely all of that matched up at the end and really getting the jmb really shown his artistic ability which to me all like the the standout stuff was with carnage i just think it's yeah. just really drawn and illustrated really well oh man it's beautiful and and it helps to have you know a guy who 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 knows that stuff doing it too. But it's you're right. It's just the way the red is and just the colors in this book too. It it just makes all those Spidey and Carnage scenes particularly just pop so much. Mm-hmm. They really just jump right off the page. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there anything else that you want to bring up about this this part here? Not particularly, other than it's cool, like you said, to see the switcheroos and have them fight each other's villains and i do like seeing spidey um realize you know he has to hold back when fighting joker at the end you and you and and joker is trying to get him like he always tries to do to batman to get him to kill him and he won't do it and that's in a way i think the writing respecting batman as well even though spidey wouldn't kill him either um i think that's an acknowledgement of of where he is and who he's working with that he understands that he can't cross that line right there yeah good point and i I like too they both get to stop the villain that they see in their dream that is haunting them with the death of their respective origins which is cool because at the beginning of the book as i was understanding it when i'm older i'm like oh it's it it is weird they see the other one but it's foreshadowing that they're going to take down the other one and um I think it's cool. And I'm not going to lie. I love seeing Spidey punch the Joker across the face. It's really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. Agreed. So let me ask you then uh, these yeah. two, these two questions uh, of this, the uh, Spider-Man Batman disordered minds. Uh, what was your favorite part? My favorite part. My favorite part has got to be them in the Batmobile. Ooh, I, okay. I know I talked about it earlier. Sure. It's just that because my favorites, I could argue it's the end here and the very last page, but there's something about seeing Spidey sitting shotgun and just the little him just kind of rattling off and then tells the one joke that gets Batman to react. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Like, it's just still respecting that the presence of the Dark Knight with him. Um I thought it was awesome. Nice. He gets humbled a little bit in that, in that passenger yeah. seat. Nice. Uh, that's good. That's good. But uh, edging it out for me was carnage uh, busting out in the limo. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that's I a just great like part. It. I like that. I like Joker. I like carnage. Um, it really gets that the rest of the story going too. Yeah. Uh, I, how about favorite panel? Favorite panel for me is that last page. Um, right after they handshake, it's built well. You know, these two heroes, they don't know what to say. So they just do the simple handshake. And then I just like how it it shows them Spidey jumps off and it just says, You you know that they may never see each other again, but the friendship 
the friendship will endure because of the legends of the two. And I really like reading that because even though there's another one that happens in my mind, if they ever work together, even once they would yeah. remember each other. And that's a way to acknowledge the weight of these two characters working together and how huge a story like this actually is that yes, if they ever met, even if it was only once there would be a, a friendship and a level of respect that would last as long as they do. Very cool. Uh, mine would probably have to be uh, so my tablet it's around like page 30 I think but it's right after basically Batman's stubborn and it's kind of get out of my city and Batman jumps off he jumps off the roof oh yeah Spider-Man's oh, standing on the he's standing the up roof. that's a great panel I like that a lot and the moon's behind him it's just um, yeah that's good stuff I like it a lot so there you go Spider-Man and Batman there we go. We're not done though. We Let's are go not. to the next one. Heck yeah. Batman, Spider-Man. This one published by DC Comics, written by JMD, illustrated by Graham Nolan. So this one does look like Graham Nolan and for yes. that reason. Released in 1997, physically, uh, like the like the first book, collected in a DC Marvel crossover, but this one was volume four. That one too is hard to find. So yeah. I think I know we're both in the same boat of the versions that we read of this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, no. does your copy, does that, does that one have the. Nope. Feeling? It's flat. It's, flat. it's just flat. No, Ooh, no geez. fun pop off. No fun holographic uh, 3d. Nope. Just a plane. We got ripped off. We did. We did. Okay. <laughs> well, well, this one I should say is called Batman and Spider-Man New Age Dawning. Uh, do you remember when you first read this story? Yeah, so this one was actually relatively more recently. I forgot when in the last mm. couple years. I My dad didn't even, he had the first one, but he never knew or got the second one. So we were at our local comic shop. Shout out to Graham Cracker Comics in Downers Grove, Illinois, which is the one that we go to. Shout out to Jim and Sam. You guys are legends. I was just there, there today. Um, well, when this goes up, I was I might have not been there today, but on the day we're recording, I saw you. So if you listen to this, which I'm not sure if they ever do, but if they do, you will they need to listen to this one. You give them a shout out. I'm Come going on, to. They better. Come on, Jim and Sam. <laughs> but uh, we saw um, for many years. I saw the. Spider-Man and Batman went on the wall, the one that we just talked about. And then there's one point where the where Batman and Spider-Man was. I'm like, there's a second one. And so we bought it and then I read it and then I really loved it. And then <laughs> here I am. But yeah, here no, it was, it was, it was way recently. It was in the it was in the recent future. I don't remember when it was when I made I've bought a lot of stuff off that special wall in the back. So sometimes the timing blurs and the wall it cries, but here we are. Now, can I ask you though? Yes. What you don't have to answer. What this book cost you to buy from in the in the comic shop? The it wasn't that much. Paper. It was I bought. I think I paid twenty five for this. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. how, I would have I would have paid that. I didn't find my anything I looked up and I could have got of these books. It was unreasonable. Really? Sorry, it was unreasonable. I no, and I that's okay. Hey, no, dude, I get that more than ever, man. Trust me. We're <laughs> like, I'm like Peter Parker here too, dude, trying to make, trying to make things work. I can't be yeah. dropping that either. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, interesting. That's really respectable. 25. Yeah. 
I mean, that's still they're you know making a good a good profit on that from from. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, just like the other one, this too was my first time reading this. And again, I went into it having no clue except yeah. uh, Batman and Spider-Man were going to be together. And yeah. unlike the first one, though, this one, New Age Dawning, you go to that second page and you see who is faded in the background behind this. And you're like, oh, well, I guess Roz is in this. So this mm-hmm. is an Al Ghul story. Yeah. Okay. I wonder who from Spideyverse is coming into this one. It doesn't take you long to learn good old kingpin absolutely and again that makes total sense to me right i was just gonna say (laughs) once again they they pick two characters that just make perfect sense to be together Mm -hmm. it's they're two men who are obsessed with power Mm -hmm. obsessed with control especially their own narratives and on two different scales and both they're both have this tragic flaw of not wanting to relinquish that power. Yes, absolutely. And I think what really works in just as how well, not only that carnage and Joker were matched up in the first one, but you think about it and how is that story going to play out? And, you know, that one was pretty, I mean, you were off and running. Yeah. And like a lot of Joker stories are, you know, what, uh, in your face it's pretty blunt what's going on in the fighting when Roz is included in stories he is he's much more philosophical yep uh you're not gonna get complete action-packed fighting or stuff like it's more of you know idea against idea mm-hmm. and i think that approach bringing in the kingpin on this one too is and i haven't read enough kingpin stories directly to know if this is if that's usually how his stories work out too but i know absolutely um, i think for this they matched up well in that regard of this story i took my time in reading with this one because this one this story also took its time to tell it did i would i would say too just in my opinion i do think i love both of these issues significantly i do think this one has some stronger writing and a little deeper writing, especially because it fleshes out in the first story. uh, Carnage and Joker are kind of are brought in to the plot with this whole chip and curing of the madness thing. Whereas they are really fleshing out, you know, why Kingpin's doing what he's doing, you know, his wife is dying and they're fleshing out, you know, Talia, not only her relationship with Batman, but her relationship with Roz and setting up what Roz wants to do. He's sending Talia over. So, so it, 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 it really is giving the, the, the villains more of a motivation and development and weaving them all together more than just, Hey, let's bring carnage and the Joker in the same place and antics ensue. It's no, this is all calculated. And you see how Batman and Spider-Man both fit into these respective villains lives as well. So it's like this great gravitational pull of writing just starts bringing Mm -hmm. all these people together into a pretty interesting. And at times, there's a couple nice twists in this one. Yes. Um, I do think as opposed to the last one. I'm with you. The The writing part was something I wanted to say too. Yeah. So everything you just said with the writing, you don't need, it's Carnage and Joker, they fit. Hey, you're my, 
you're my hero. You're my idol. I'm a serial mm-hmm. killer. You're a crazy clown. What more do we need? Yes. Here, <laughs> why is Kingpin of New York? Why does he need to go fly around mm-hmm. the world to meet Roz? Hmm. So that, that requires a little bit more if we want to make sense of this thing. Absolutely. So everything you said with that, I totally agree. I, I like both stories. I think I like this one more. I do too. Uh, well it's funny because it's less action-packed for sure yeah mm-hmm. but it's just i do think there's there's stronger writing and getting you in and the motivations for kingpin of of really yeah. taking it in with with the the cancer of his of his lady um why am i forgetting her name vanessa vanessa, vanessa. yeah um, vanessa <laughs> i'm a king fan on the, the show vanessa the inclusion of her and, and the, the cancer and like what she says and I don't know it's it just it makes sense you know the motivations make sense and it doesn't mean with like with, with a lot of stuff doesn't mean that you have to agree with what they're doing but you do with some Joker I don't need to understand I it's it's better the Joker just is mm-hmm. other villains that explanation that understanding does help their story so here, though i don't agree with either Roz or uh the kingpin it's like i understand why each are doing what they're doing and talia for that matter too like you already said talia being included here yeah so i refresh how do batman and spider-man come together in this one so in this one they just kind of it what i like about this one is they meet a lot sooner um, in the middle of you, you know, fighting some thugs, and um, it's funny because, or no, right, right after, it's like they know something's going on, and Spidey shows up, and our guy goes, "I wondered when you would show up, or I yeah. thought you were going to show up, or whatever." So it's like they allude to the fact that they've worked together once already, and let's just get right into it. And um, once again, there's just some funny banter already where. Uh, Spidey's trying to make jokes and Batman's going, what we do isn't amusing. And Spidey yes. goes, well, you're dressed up as a bat. I'm dressed up as a spider. So I love, I love that. I screenshot that and saved it. I thought yeah. that, was, that was good. It's like, yeah, well, we're both in these costumes. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. And yeah, like you said, I, I really enjoy that too, because Batman's spying, he's eavesdropping on Talia already tried to bait him. He wasn't having it. So she got out of there. Next mm-hmm. that we know is she's with Fisk um, doing a proposal into which he's not impressed and he wants her out. And then you can see she says, our aim is not chaos, but reclamation, redemption, resurrection. Resurrection gets him because we yeah. see that Vanessa is terminal. Her cancer is mm-hmm. terminal. And so if there's anything, if there's any humanistic thing we see about Kingpin and can feel empathy towards, it's that it, the love of his life is dying from cancer. Absolutely. Uh, and we do see she says resurrection and then bruce and we see here we hear see that he hears there you go uh, <laughs> resurrection and yeah and just puts the binoculars down and says i wonder when you show up i do i agree like i think that's that's pretty cool too classic batman he's ahead of you he doesn't mm-hmm. have to look or anything he knows you're there like, yep yeah that's batman A million that's dc percent. publishing this book so right dc forget. publishing this <laughs> one he gets <laughs> the uh, his names first <laughs> He gets the badass credit on this one. Ash, absolutely. Everyone gets one. So Spidey got his nudge <laughs> yeah. and now Batman gets his nudge in this one. Yeah. So I'm trying to think here as I scroll through. I mean, 
you get your handshake early on in this one, which I love. Yes. I love which you used as the as the teaser for the show, and I wish I, I loved did. It. I couldn't I, be more perfect. Like, couldn't be more this, perfect. This, but the thing is, I was wondering. I'm like, oh no, do I do this to say that we're recording, or do I use this as the image when the the, the episode drops? And then I saw other stuff. I'm like, now we're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we're <laughs> way good. Yeah. Here There's gonna go. be plenty of other goodies, especially from this one alone that we can we can use. I see. I love the relentlessness that we see is as Fisk is trying to contemplate going through with this and agreeing and whatnot. And you have a doctor that's looking at Vanessa and says that, you know, the chemo will keep her alive for a while, but we're fighting the inevitable. Your wife is going to die. She, and then Fisk is just like, no, he's like, you were, you're fired. We see me strangling him. And then we hear the snap, <laughs> just yeah, snaps his neck straight up. Uh, poor doctor. Yeah, um, he's a big man who uh, uses his force only when he needs to, but when he does, it is very deadly. Then we, we get, I think, a really cool full page that's split down the center of half yes. Batman, half Talia, in which I think that the pencils on this mm-hmm. just look fantastic. The when you when you use somebody's face, an up close shot of someone's face as a full page, like you're expecting a lot here, and yeah, I think it just all of it looks just great and i like for no reason other than just i'm a nerd the the wallpaper behind them is yeah, you know, the like, ovals the and yellow the, oval like demonized yeah yellow oval team yellow oval peter Vera. Yep, and then yes it. then the demon behind talia i mean that's just an awesome looking page i just like it i like it i like it a lot and not only does it look great the content's great too because mm-hmm. this is a perfect example of like just the the differing philosophy. So mm-hmm. literally Batman and Talia are describing the same thing. Yeah. But the two ways where Talia, it's this great purpose, this grand plan. And for Batman, it's the most insane thing in the world. And they're both selling who they're talking to about why this needs to happen. In Batman's case, we need to stop it. In Talia's case, you need us and we need mm-hmm. you. Right. And um, so as cool as it looks, the content, fantastic yeah and i'm not admittedly so Roz stories which nobody's picked Roz stories yeah on the batman book club which surprises me because he has some good ones and and he's one of like the 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 top batman at least in my opinion he's one he's one of the top batman villains so i feel like people would be chomping at the bits to talk about him um but they're not usually like my first go-to stories because a lot of times Mm. this depends on the mood uh most of those times i'm grabbing the long halloween but if i'm not grabbing yeah. the long halloween you know it's grabbing some some others i'm not give me raw stories every time but when i'm in the mood for those it's like these are the ones that i i love is you have batman you have Roz explaining his side and it does make sense it does it's not a cynical view it's the world's kind of screwed. Look at history. We are repeating ourselves and mm-hmm. then giving examples. And it's like, you make a strong case, but mm-hmm. then it's like, he gets to that last point and he's like, so I think we need genocide. Like, <laughs> I like, don't think that's the right way. No, to cure hey, this. hey brother. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's once again, it's the, the correct or the, or a valid. And that's what makes the strongest villains. Right. Yeah. Is the, yep. is really, compelling and actually fair intention but Mm -hmm. the actions are don't like 
the ends don't justify the means, right? So um, you're right. He sets it up really well. And then there's that ending and you're like, no, sir, they're going to stop you. And then always in, in the middle of those. And I think it's, it's strongest too, when there is the inclusion of Talia, because yeah. she says, cause this is like way towards the end where, you know, again, Talia, it's almost like choose beloved mm-hmm. or her father and she says there's one thing you to batman there's one thing you've never understood about me batman i do not need rescuing i am here at my father's side for the same reason that i love you not because i'm compelled to but because i choose to mm-hmm. she's torn similarly to how batman is usually torn too she chooses Absolutely. her father all the time i think because her ideology for her it's she feels like she's sacrificing love for a bigger a bigger thing yes it's just too bad it's that blind it's that like blind glorious purpose yeah so she feels like she's the hero of her story i feel absolutely in her own sacrifice Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. in i mean yes getting deep into it and whatnot you know it's like in it's a tragedy in a sense too though because right. Bruce, Absolutely. You, you feel if he could get her on his side. Uh, sorry, Selena, but it's Bruce and Talia getting married. Yeah. Um, you know, they're yep. happily ever after, but it's because she can't she can't cut that cord, you know, from her from her dad. And she always ends up choosing her dad. So and what's really strong in this writing is, like I said, there's like a perfect comparison of each character so you have spider-man you have batman you have raj you have kingpin then you have talia and then you have vanessa who also confides in talia a similar a similar um a similar conflict where she knows exactly what wilson fisk is but also sees this loving compassionate side and understands that maybe she shouldn't be in the situation but she is so she's off put by his terrible side, but drawn back in by the good side. So you have them relating to each other and figuring out where they are in their own story. And then you have Roz and Kingpin who are, who are also these compliments of wanting this power and, and, and needing each other. So it's, it's, it's very, it's very compelling. There's so many layers to this little motley crew of people going on here. Now, because again, it's kind of fuzzy for me here a little bit. Well, first of all, I love how, Batman and Spider-Man sneak uh, onto the plane and go halfway across the world. Oh, and love it. Just Rob's love it. Like in the cheesy disguises where yeah. they're like ripping off the, f- just, yeah, it's fine. Like I'll go for it. it. I'll go with it. It's fine. It goes back to that age old thing. Like how do Batman's ears fit in there? Like, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That happens in so many things. And I'm like, I don't care. Just roll with it. I love it. Then they're climbing up a mountain and Spider-Man gives Batman a piggyback ride which is funny, which is uh, the the avalanche knocks him down. And then Batman ends up carrying Spider-Man and saving him. I mean, the equivalent of a Batmobile scene in a way of it's Mm -hmm. smaller one looking after the other, um, which I think is, is cool and is fun. Now Roz gets Kingpin over. I forget now that the direct connection. So go ahead and explain what's the, what's the plan here. So he tricks or so you think, well, because there's a lot of twists. He, his, his bait for Kingpin is, you know, I'm going to cure your wife in exchange for you to give up your city, which we're going (laughs) to explode. Right. So 
Um, and then antics ensue, of course. And you, you know, is Ross telling the truth? Is he not? Is his wife going to get cured? Is she not? And it's that whole idea of like, even going back to the first story when, you know, Joker tells Carnage that he doesn't really need him. It's, you can never, why do villains never end up working together? Cause they're, they're too selfish in their own way. There you go. Uh, but then it takes a twist on a twist on a twist and everybody's betraying everybody in which there is no cure for Vanessa. Correct. But then I forget what's the, uh, I knew I should have written all these down because it is like, it's multiple twists. I thought it starts. That's the last one. All the twisty twisties. Yep. All the twisty twisties are happening, but the biggest one is that there is truly no trust. And when Kingpin found out that the cure is possibly not a thing, he called his pal Spidey. Yes. And help. And it turns out him and Batman were invited by Kingpin himself. And Kingpin gives the classic line, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. And that once again shows Kingpin. Kingpin to me is a pretty big equivalent to the penguin for batman Hmm. whereas these crime bosses yes where it's where they're these crime bosses who the heroes always tend to they can work with them and get information and it doesn't necessarily have to be a fight you know what i mean like how many times has he gone to the iceberg lounge and asked cobblepot for something and they've talked Mm -hmm. to each other and they've used each other in ways so uh, it's very similar between Spider-Man and Kingpin. They're so intertwined and they do have this give and take. So I thought it is brilliant that Kingpin goes, you know what, this villain's going to screw me over. I might as well let Spider-Man know and let bygones be bygones. And, and the beauty of Kingpin is he always gets himself out of conflict with the FBI and the cops. So it's, 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 it's funny. Cause Kingpin actually walks out of the story, um, pretty unscathed with no consequences in a way in a way in a way way. and um roz you know is kind of the loser when it comes to his grand plan so um i love that i love that do you feel that same way about the penguin and batman too or am i being like too crazy i don't think you're being too crazy i just didn't make the connection i guess Mm-hmm. So this is a, hey, which know, okay. This is a, this is I also find connections and things that don't have connections, though. Yeah, but, that's the kind of fan I sometimes ask Pete about it. But now you. I'll, I'll when I read this again, it'll be all penguin. Next Spider-Man thing I read that's got Kingpin. I'm like, where's the penguin connection? Where's the penguin? Where's <laughs> where's the iceberg lounge? Yeah, give me the iceberg. This lounge. is a boring office in some <laughs> penthouse. I think, <laughs> I think I do. I do like that Roz is amused and he's like yeah. well played in uh, such calculations, such genius must be rewarded. You are free to go. All of you. I will even provide you with safe transport in which Spider-Man questions that. And Batman says, if we try to take Roz now on his home ground, none of us would get out alive. I love that. Like that seems so in character for these two in their history and all. And then it's dropped too that Roz says, you know, oh dear, did I forget to tell you there is no cure? Yeah. In which it does like, oh man, is that how how this ends? And then we get the Talia part that I told you where she chooses her dad. But then the great payoff of it is 
that we see that Batman goes to the cave, he he creates a cure, gives it to yeah. Spider-Man, who then I takes it. it to Fisk. And then the last shot is of the two of them swing like come swinging together toward us and that's like oh, right it's, bravo. Uh, it's picture perfect bravo! and because you're right our guy bats always gets that cure he does. always gets that he cure does. and you're right here's where the dc publication it's it's batman who gets to save a life and um have a really not and which creates actually a more of a nice emotional payoff in this one mm-hmm. um which which i think is cool yeah i love that i love that part is there anything of this one that uh you'd like to add on before we head to the end here other than man both these books they end so strong yeah. <laughs> with those last shots especially you're like mm-hmm. oh and there they are again swinging towards us and even the writing right like angels are all around us if we would only open our eyes and just look up and they're in the sky it's like so in the first one they're they're described as legends right two legends these figures and in this book they're described as angels as these guardian angels who are saving lives which i think is 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 the best two ways to describe spider-man and batman in my humble opinion well done, Nico. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I tried. Fabulous. Uh, I wrote nice. all this down. <laughs> you didn't? Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well done. I did, but then I, I left some parts out. And, um, like the plot. Jeez. But uh, well, it's all good. Yeah. So how about some, let's get into some favorites here. So what was your favorite part of uh, Batman Spider-Man? My favorite part of this one would have to be probably when spidey drops down and batman one knows he's there and they just start talking again and they agree to work together the handshake like that whole rooftop scene because it's it's it works so well coming off the first one because you're right now they know each other they've worked together they know they got to work together again it's funny and then they just go do it which is just is yeah. it's once again it's getting down to business it's not wasting time with these two characters we know who they are let's get down to business i love it how about you all right uh mine it mine's got to be the last page with the cure yeah i think yeah. that really like that that hits the ends it on the best note yeah, and it's another ex- example of why I think that the second one is written. Oh, what do you want to say? More powerfully, makes a bigger impact. Yep. Yep. Um, than the first one. The first one, I'm not going to say negative things about that one's writing. I just think like this one was almost written stronger. Like we've already. Yeah, it was 100. percent I couldn't and agree I think more. That final note was a, a really big part of that too. Uh, how about a favorite panel of this one? What you got? My favorite panel, I, I I can't deny, man, is 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 when he's is when he's carrying Batman on his back, and Batman goes, <laughs> is, "Is this necessary?" It's just so. You got the Batmobile scene, and then you got yes, Batman in that moment can't grapple, so he's got to get piggybacked by Spidey. It's just, it, it was just, and the fact that they're both wearing like those like coats, like those Parker yeah. coats in the snow, mm-hmm. like it's just, it was, it's just. Like, like when I was finished, I went back to that panel right before we hopped on because I reread it a little bit prior to this. And I just had to look at that again. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot believe there is 
a, a something that is real and it exists. Yeah. There's a scene in the Batmobile with Spidey that exists, and then there's a scene where Batman's holding on the back of him, like a little kid getting piggybacked up a snowy mountain. I'm like, it's just it's just comic book fun. That's good, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Uh, page nine. No surprise here. Batman. Oh down. yeah, he. That's a great illustration of just Good like in- the size of the wings too. Just mm-hmm. swinging down. Uh, underneath the cape in shadow, his face is in shadow, but he's, I mean, it's all Mwah, Batman. I, I, give me those shots. I just love when he's drawn with such a large cape when, when it's almost like a character following him. It's just this aggressively large ensemble of a cape. I, uh, perfect. It's great. Would you like to see, and you can answer this any way that you want to. Would you like to see this book or either book or both books adapted in animation? Oh my gosh. I hope they do. Yeah. I would prefer the second one. If they were only going to pick one, um, I would love a two-parter where they release one and the other. Yes. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I, and then I would have a field day with like, okay, who would they get to be the voices and everything. And, 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 and my, my dream would be you get, I mean, no, because the because the '90s actor unfortunately passed away. I believe, I believe, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I would love it to be Hamill as the Joker, and then Conroy's Batman, and the animated series people all coming back. But I would love both these. But if you were only going to pick one, I would actually prefer the second one just because the writing's stronger. I uh, yes. I want, I would love to see these. I have no faith that we ever would get. No, yeah. Animation. Frustrating part. Yeah. But that wasn't the question. Was it Ryan? Yes. I would (laughs) love it. And I would love them to do both. Uh, Ideally. I would like both in the, you know, like the 75 minute movie, maybe 80. Mm -hmm. And you use the full plot of the second of the Batman Spider-Man crossover. That's the main one. And I think you could work in Spider-Man and Batman. Like yeah. the, the J- Joker carnage part, you could work in within this story. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you could get both. Point. Yeah. So that you could get, you could get it all in one mm-hmm. movie. And I would love, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. And as far as casting, I mean, these, these read nineties and feel nineties that I would want the two nineties animated series voice, yeah. voice yeah. casts on these. So what I'm saying now is impossible so (laughs) yeah in my head i would love to i would love to see that as as the version so uh very cool there you go and nico do you have any kind of final thoughts on on this uh batman spider-man crossover i just think crossovers at all just to tie them both together is i i I, it's great that in my opinion these don't suck (laughs) <laughs> right, it's great that they don't suck. That if you are fans of, these if they reprint characters. this, please DC Marvel. If you hear this, if they reprint this, use that quote. Use that quote. Thank so God these don't these suck, don't right? Suck. <laughs> Just because, like, for a lot of people, and I almost think objectively in their respective universes in Marvel and DC, these are the two icons, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can argue Superman right next to Batman, but these are the two biggest icons, in my opinion, of Marvel and DC. So it's amazing that both times they've crossed over 
the stories are really good and really fun and they're really true to character. So I'm just thankful for these and I'm thankful. I like them both. I'm thankful you let me talk about them. And I'm actually really glad you like them as well Yeah, because I think they're freaking cool. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think that they're, that they're very good. I'm really glad that I like both of them. Obviously the Punisher Batman ones that I did last year, I liked one uh a lot the other one not so much and i'm really excited that there's more of these that i have not discovered uh but as far as these two specifically yeah i think that they're a lot of fun and they're ones that i will i will continue to have on the radar to hunt down physical copies yes uh because i would love dc marvel to somehow figure out how they can print some of this stuff because Absolutely. they'll sell they'd sell i, I have they no doubt in my and- mind that they would sell and Mr. Lauer, I think it's time for a third yeah. here in 2022. I think you can throw one more. Who would you let's play a fun game? Who, what, what, what villains would you like to see teamed up? Hmm. This time around. I'm a sucker for Green Goblin. Get get Green Goblin in there. Yeah. I can never have too much Green Goblin. Yeah. And then who would oh, big businessman that's hiding a secret? Uh I don't know one that would team up and make a lot of sense in that regard. So maybe, maybe uh, man back. Cause he flies too. I don't I know. love it. I love it <laughs> for me. I'm glad you brought up green goblin. Cause I would like to see Batman going up against green goblin and yeah. make a story where like Norman Osborn and Bruce Wayne are like connected somehow. And I, for me, I think it would also be cool there's i feel like it would be hard to to also mat like for like which villain would go perfectly with green goblin but mm-hmm. for some reason i keep going to like a hugo strange with mm-hmm. like the goblin serum and maybe sure. norman gives hugo the green goblin serum and he's doing something in gotham or whatever and that could be fun but i think to really elevate it you would maybe and this might blow up the story too much, but I think maybe it would be safe to bring in like Oracle talking to them. Maybe there's like a Dick Grayson cameo. Maybe there's like a Miles Morales cameo, like showing how they've left these legacies and other characters, or you could just keep it as Batman and Spider-Man. But um, I think it would be cool to get some more of this or like Catwoman and Black Cat to meet, I think would be Ooh, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think you could have some fun if you did one today with the way, like I said, that like the legacies of, of these characters yeah, have yeah. expanded to all these other areas. So I hope DC Marvel's listening. They can do a hand, which like of course Spider-Man they are, right? Of course they are. And we are now on the payroll for coming <laughs> up with this idea. You know what? Like you can have it. Just give yeah, it just to give it. To, it yeah, just well. give it. I'll pay you when it comes out. Like That's I don't. Right, I'll buy it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy it. So there you go. If you can track down Spider-Man, Batman crossovers, um, this is a Batman podcast. Batman, Spider-Man crossovers. And Spider-Man first. Uh, do it. Highly recommended from both of us. Do not break your bank. Do not lose your savings trying to find one. Um, only half kidding there. So lastly, Nico, before before I let you go. Uh, we've got a poll question we got to figure out here. The most recent yeah. poll question I asked uh, following the last Batman last night on Earth story that we talked about in the last episode, I said, which post New 52 title written by Scott Snyder and featuring Batman is your favorite? And 40% of the people that voted chose All-Star Batman. Nico, did you 
did you uh, vote in that poll? I did not. You did not. Okay. Unfortunately. The options were All-Star Batman, Last Night on Earth, Metal, and Death Metal. What would you have voted? Oh, I would have voted for All-Star Batman. All-Star Batman. That's got some good I, arcs. My, there's great arcs. Um, metal, I'm going to admit, I think I'm pretty, like, I, not to say, like, there's levels of intelligence, whatever. I think I'm a pretty good reader. Metal and death metal hurt my brain so bad. <laughs> I could not follow it half the time. And there's so much going on. No disrespect. Sure. Um, and then I, a lot of people don't like last night on earth. I had fun with like some of it, but it was, it was, it would be all-star bat. I'm not surprised that all-star Batman got 40%. Yeah. I'm with gonna, those four options. I, I didn't know, uh, to be honest, I thought it'd maybe come between all-star Batman or actually, I don't even know. I thought maybe Last Night on Earth and Metal. Uh, hmm. and at, Yeah, All-Star Batman at 40% and Metal was at second place with 28%. Because Metal was popular. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it was popular. Yeah. I just I just had a hard time yeah. reading it. <laughs> and then Death Metal, same thing. Uh, no pressure here, but you're going to help me out with this poll question. Because yes, I don't, I can't choose. And I don't know if one will be too easy or the other one will be too complicated. So here's the two that I came up with. Between Batman and Spider-Man, who has the better rogues gallery? Mm. Now, there could be, because it's the Batman podcast, this could be a very easy question. And I love, poll, I love polls where it's pretty even. Yeah. So I have another one that says, between Batman and Spider-Man, which hero is more popular in comics because it is undisputed i think the two most popular superheroes right now are batman and spider-man so that would be first of all big screen live action etc so i was trying to think of what about in comics but go ahead those are two really good questions i do think the i think batman would win the rogues one because as someone who even loves Spider-Man, I do give Batman the slight edge over the sure. rogues gallery. And that this is a Batman podcast. I really would be, I w- I'm more interested in the second one. Okay. Cool. Because they both sell like crazy. And to the point where like they both fly off shelves. And, and I think that, the success of both of their films in the early to mid two thousands. And then with Spider-Man being big right now and Batman never not being big and seeing that Reeves movie come out, which is going to bring in new comic book fans. Anyway, I would be very curious because I, I don't even know what I would answer right now. So that's why that's a good one. Nice. Uh, That's going to be the poll question. I love it. I love it. It's I, I'm so biased that I will answer Batman. I will also, before I vote, really honestly think about it. Yeah. Oh, so my here. vote is going to be Batman. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, but whether I, I, I'm going to really think about it though, because I think you definitely could see, could see both sides of that. So there you go. If the, the poll question, you heard it right here, which hero, Batman and Spider Man, which hero is more popular? in comics so go to the batman book club twitter at the batman bc 
and yeah, uh, answer that poll question. I'd love to get as many votes as possible. And if it is not up when you when you listen to this episode, hang in there because it will be coming shortly. So, uh, Nico Cariso, thank you for coming back to the Batman Book Club. Thank you so much for having me, bro. This was the highlight of the week. Oh, stop it! You stop no, it right I'm there. I'm serious. Don't I'm serious. Shit, shitter. Because we, I'm never should should we we did not talk face to face for a while, and we got to do it twice in the last month with we screaming did. this. So it was yeah. uh it was a joy. It was an absolute joy. We uh we uh we 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 normally see eye to eye, to eye which is cool. So and, uh, so yeah. if you're the resident Batman here, I'm the resident Spidey here. There you go. Flip, made flip. in heaven, brother. Flip, flip. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Why don't you go ahead and plug away anything and everything you'd like to? Yes, please. I'll, I'll try not to, to spend too much time here. <laughs> um, you can first and foremost, you, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok at Nico Caruso. That's N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. I tweet a lot. If you ever want to talk about anything, comic book, entertainment, film, you can do that. I also do film reviews on TikTok. So if you want quick, easily digestible thoughts on movies, Please follow me on TikTok and you can learn about how I suddenly became a Kristen Stewart super fan. Uh, you, you guys probably don't care about that. Um, also, please, how Ryan and I met, please follow the Vigilante 1939 podcast. That's at Vigilante 1939 on Twitter, in which I do. I'm very honored to have a podcast with my father, the one who got me into this fandom, my superhero, and one of my good friends, Zeddy from down the block here it's just a dad me and a really good friend of mine just talking stuff everything that you're watching and reading uh we don't talk about comics often so i like to hop on a show like this and then follow the italian spider-man coalition with me and mr peter vera who you hear on this show once a month so if you're looking to uh extend into spidey stuff we talk about spidey comics on there which is awesome yeah hell yeah all right there you go uh, as I just said with the Batman poll, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC for upcoming episodes, latest episode drops, sometimes even some giveaways. Uh, the There's going to be another March Madness, the Batman Book Club. A lot of people participated last year. Um, that one's that one's going to be coming. So you'll you'll definitely want to follow the Twitter feed for that. Um, you can. Also email with questions or comments if you'd like at thebatmanbc at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, there's a number of ways you can do that. Like I said at the top, you can go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc. You can also support the show with merchandise from TeePublic. Just go to TeePublic, type in TBDC as in the Batman Book Club, and you'll see the options for t-shirts, hoodies, notebooks, onesies, whatever you'd like. But (laughs) if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. The uh, best thing that you can do is leave a rate and review on the Apple Podcast page. The link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So, (laughs) for Kristen Stewart Stan, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read my comics.